welcome to the John and John podcast. This week's special guest is John Galt. Let's rock and roll. All right, welcome to the show. We've got uh, John Galt, uh, senior blogger uh, of Let's Run.com, the, probably the most prominent running website and I'd say running forum, John. I don't know what would be the best. Our forums are definitely the most popular running message boards in terms yeah. of the site itself. Probably, but I, I don't really deal with the traffic numbers. Not to not to step on you there, John, but your your most famous reader is Malcolm Gladwell, who claims that he goes on three sites every day. One of them being Let's Run dot com. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an honor. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we brought you on the show. It's uh, you're kind of a celebrity, so we figured we're gonna have our first celebrity on the show to get things started. Well, I mean, if I'm a celebrity, that's that's really a pretty low bar, John. I'm that's not even a Hex champion. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, and not all it's of us. It's a build-up approach. For yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're starting at like E-list celebrity bloggers and moving our way up. So my first question, John. Yeah, is Let'sRun.com Let's a uh, for-profit enterprise? or? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Again, I'm not super privy to the uh, financial structure, but the company is profitable. Uh, they have never like missed a payment on my salary, so I get paid. So uh, really, Ooh. as long as I can do my job and they'll pay me to do it, I don't worry too much about anything beyond that. little brag about his salary, John, trying to make us, putting us down. I mean, I have a salary. That's really all I said. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's more than some of us can say, John. So Hey, we leave politics uh, sexual preferences and salaries out of these conversations. Those are, those are no touch topics. I don't, I don't see sexual preferences. I don't see them. <laughs> Some people see them. I don't see them. Do you so, hear them, John? Well, <laughs> do you taste them? <clears throat> There's, <clears throat> there is a small, uh, uh, sense component, but I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a sixth sense. If you will. Okay. I've heard that the sixth sense is, uh, Peter Dolan told me this once, and I brought it up recently, and he wasn't able to corroborate it anymore. But I forget what it's called. It's your ability to, like, close your eyes and know where your nose is still. Like, you close your eyes, and you can touch your nose. What's going on there, right? I I heard that as well. I learned that in, I think, my high school psychology class. Apparently, there's some other ones, too, but I think that is the most commonly, like, accepted sixth sense. That's people. That's people reaching. I think. Don't you just know, like muscle memory, distance wise? Don't you know? Why is that a sense? That's just muscle memory. Mm. Oh, I'm a psychologist. (laughs) I went. Aren't we all just muscle memories? You know, sight. I'm just remembering how to how to flex the muscles in my eyeball and do that. So there are no muscles in your eyeballs. Oh, John. Yes, there are. Well, then how do your muscles move? How do your eyeballs move? It's gelatin. It's like googly eyes. Just sort of, it just, it's like luggage. It just like sends an impulse into the gelatin and then the gelatin just sort of moves as it yeah, will. Sort of, you know? It okay. just moves itself. All right. So, my, so John, you, my first question is you were described as by spectacled and peevish by outside. <laughs> Bespectable. Bis- sorry, bespectacled, not yeah. bispectacled. It's a classic John Blade, uh I believe it's bispectacled. <laughs> I think it's Are you a monocle person? Is that what you're trying to say? No. 
just bespectable. I can't even say this freaking word. Bespectacled. Yeah. So clearly, the writer who wrote the article was uh, had better vocabulary than you. So strike one. Better so enunciation. You were described as bespectacled and peevish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that that is accurate? And have you heard it a lot recently after the article was written about you? Um, the first one's definitely accurate. I mean, I do wear glasses, though I'm not actually wearing glasses breaking, right now. Breaking news, breaking news, John Galt wears glasses. All right, on the record. Um, the second part, I took issue with the second part, and that's really like, I don't know, whenever I talk to people about the article, I kind, I'm kind of interested to know whether they think I'm peevish, because full disclosure, I kind of had to, like, I had heard it. I knew what the word, like, was sort of a negative thing, but I didn't actually know, like, I couldn't have defined it for you. I feel like, yeah, peevish is kind of how I would describe, like, a young preteen boy. Mm. I think of it as a ghost that uh, haunts, like, an academic institution. Oh, like a magic school? You know? Is that, that must be Urban Dictionary, not not the regular dictionary. Mm. But anyway, that article came out. Have you guys seen a bump in readership at all from that? Or is it just, you know, just keep it on, keep on keeping on the same amount? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's had an effect at all. Because like I said, I don't really deal with the, the traffic numbers. But I, I've definitely, it's, I've gotten, a, I got a kick out of it. And some of the other people who've read it were just like, oh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like they just thought it was a cool little insight into our life. So uh, if you haven't read the article, Outside Magazine, December issue, check it out. Uh, also, John, you primarily write about the running world. Uh, what's going on? What's the next big thing? What's the next big thing going on in the international running scene? Well, th- this is probably going to be old news by the time this podcast is published. <laughs> but today there is a race in Boston, the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix, um, with a bunch of Olympic medalists like Matthew Centrowitz, Clayton Murphy, Paul Shalimo, Jenny Simpson. They're all racing here in Boston. So I will be covering that in a few hours. But uh, again, you know, they're basically the indoor season is sort of heating up. Milrose games in a couple weeks. That's really the, uh, the the topic du jour. All right, but what's the hot gossip? Like who's, do, who's on steroids? Isn't there the Russians are still banned? There's so many stories out there about steroids and HGH. I just want to get a good handle. We don't want to have to read your website. So if you could just give us a summary really quick. Okay. Well, earlier this week, Usain Bolt was stripped of one of his Olympic gold medals. One of One of the members of his relay team tested positive for like a banned stimulant or something like that. And because of that, he was the whole relay team was stripped of the medals. So now Usain Bolt only has eight Olympic gold medals. So that's one thing. And then was it the twenty sixteen relay team or was it an earlier one? It was the two thousand eight one. How, the how, how do they know? Somebody? Yeah, from 08. What do they like? They, if you because, test positive in 16, is everything previously stripped? No, no. Usually they only strip stuff from like, I mean, they also used athlete bi- biological passports where they can sort of strip from a certain time period. But if you're tested positive in 2008, what happened was basically the Russians just had this massive doping regime. And so they've started to retest old Olympic samples from 2008 and 2012 to, you know, see if there's any other medals that should be, you know, taken away based on more advanced testing methods that are available. It's like you, you study for a test at school and you pass it. And they're like, you know what? Eight years later, 
we're going to retest you with some different questions. We're not so sure that it was right the first time. So yeah, we're going to run it back real quick. I'm not for it. We had bad questions before, our bad, but really now you get an F. It'd be like retaking the SATs. Would you do? Do you think you'd do well if you retook the SATs tomorrow? No, no. I, my math skills, like I'm definitely worse at math now than I was when I was like 16 years old. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd do better. I feel like my reading level has increased. But That's again, good. I'm not really reading Let's Run site. I'm more reading other things. Like, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm on the subway, I'll read the advertisements. And mm-hmm. I, I comprehend what those are about. So, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that an Ivy League educated man such as yourself can comprehensively read advertisements on the New York City subway. It's tougher than you think. Some of these, some of these advertisements are outrageous. The Casper mattress advertisements are just insane. But anyway, so... The beds are so comfortable, though. The Casper well, mattresses? Well, yeah. Well, a well-founded advertisement. Adver- hey, advertisement. We're ready to be sponsored. Casper mattresses, lay down, play down, stay down. Hmm. Jonathan, right. will you talk us out? Uh, normally, we uh, take some time to talk about each other's weeks for a couple minutes. Okay. Why don't you tell us what was going on? Exciting <sighs> the personal life? Yeah, let me see. Monday, um, first couple days, I, you know, Back when I was training seriously, I would run pretty much every day, no matter what. But now I've developed sort of into a fair weather runner. So mm. it was cold and rainy those days, so I didn't didn't run, uh, and I don't really feel much regret over it. But <laughs> that was early in the week. And then Wednesday we went to trivia. Me and my roommate play like every week at a bar near us, and we crushed it. We won. They give you a thirty five dollar gift certificate, which. I think we got four beers and it only came to 25 bucks. So I got some leftover for next time. So that was good. What was uh, the final Jeopardy question? I'm trying to, I'm trying to just just give us a good trivia question from it. We love trivia. A good trivia question. Um, You're putting me on the spot. I'm trying to remember it. How can I not remember any of the clues? Uh. I'm going to pause this. I really, I, I can't remember any of the wow. questions. Wow. I'll try to remember. I, what, I, happened, what happened Thursday, John? Save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday, I was probably writing a bunch and uh, got so, so flow track is also in town covering this meet and um, there's a BU meet. And so one of the guys from flow track wanted to meet up for a beer. So I did that. And then last night, my friends, my high school friends and I have like a long-standing tradition where we try to get together every couple of years and watch The Lord of the Rings because it's one of our favorite movies. Wow, this is so, amazing. Yeah, I didn't say that we were like the sweetest guys, you know, we want, yeah, but we all think that it's a great movie and we enjoy getting together. So last night we were going to do it, but one of our friends lives back in Bedford, our hometown, and then the other two of us live in the city. So we were like waiting for him to get in and we had to watch the third movie, which is like four hours long. Yeah. That's a real commitment. Did you do a yeah. director's cut or original? Yeah. Yeah. This is the extended edition. So it is really long. <laughs> and basically we didn't start until like 1030. And so oh the, we got halfway through at 1230 and we're just like 
screw this. Uh, we have to get together because there's two discs. It's so long. It doesn't fit on one DVD. Yes. So we didn't finish the movie right now. We're in the middle of the battle of Polano fields. No spoilers. I, I, we don't know whether middle Earth's going to be okay or not. So we have to wait two weeks to find out. I have a question for you, John related to this, uh, middle earth. Mm-hmm. Why was it named that? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a book reader. I'm just like, a. a movie oh. guy. So. That makes three of us. All right. Fantastic. All right, John Fisher. Well, I, I read books, but not those books. Sorry. Brag. I read, I read books with any book with pictures. Dante's Inferno, Dr. Seuss, you name it. All right, John Fisher, what's going on in your uh, world? Well, I ran on Monday, um, and it was wow. a, a wintry mix around lunchtime. So um, in terms of fair weather running, John Galt, um, I don't know that we're going to find much better weather than what we had earlier this week, even with the rain. But uh, it was a good run, and it was definitely um, – what's the literary term for, like, it's raining and cloudy outside when you're sad or something like that? Like, the weather reflects your mood. It's like the pathetic something or – It's the raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. John Galt knows what it is. He, he looks like he's – you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I've definitely heard about it. It was also – yeah, I'm – well, that's I, don't how it felt. The is. I don't know what it's called, but I know it's a concept. It's how it felt on Monday, like going out in the wintry mix and just hammering a run in at lunchtime. It was a good one. Wednesday, uh, my basketball team uh, lost its second game in a row, second game of the season. We're 0-2. Um, we're still looking good for the playoffs, so I think all eight teams make it. So uh, <laughs> we're pretty much – throwing the towel in for the regular season, I think, and we've just got to come together better as a team. Uh, my roommate, Obi, and Peter are also on the team. Neither of them played. Peter was in San Diego on business, and Obi hurt his back playing golf last weekend with his father and his grandfather. So there's three generation of O'Brien men playing golf. With bad backs. In January. <laughs> they were down in Florida, so there's that, but – the uh, youngest of three generations playing golf is the one that hurts his back. So it was really funny. On Tuesday, I came home and he was just lying on the hardwood floor, like writhing around because his his back wasn't feeling so hot. So that was fun. Thursday. Wait, uh, wait, what is this day by day business, guys? What? Come on. Nice. Nice to know what's going on. Oh, um, God. My direct roommate, Andrew, who sleeps in the bunk bed behind me uh, with me, he's on the bottom on the top. He uh, got a job offer that he accepted. So that's great for him. It's with MIT's uh, finance department. Bunk beds. Wow. Yeah. So we went out on Thursday to a bar to celebrate that. And there was a great cover band scattershot. I guess they're there like every three Thursdays or something like that. And Andy pointed out earlier that the lead singer, if you make eye contact with him, he'll hold it and won't break it with you until you look away, which was a, f- a fantastic addition to the seventies music cover music. They were already playing. So that was really nice. And Did then, you get into it with them? Did you get into a, you know, I was standing right next to Andy and Andy had already had quite a few connections with him. So I think anytime I was locking eyes with him, he was really just locking eyes with Andy next to me. Um, so, Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Really? Yeah. If you want to get development mental image of this guy, Picture a hybrid between John Bon Jovi and uh, the lead singer of Train. That's sort of what I was getting from him. They look so similar. They do, don't they? <laughs> but if so he looks like John Bon Jovi or the lead singer of Train. 
no, a, a hybrid of the two. So like, <laughs> you look alike enough, but this guy is like, yeah, you can go either way. Wow. Back to sexual preferences. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's about well, it. Yeah. Uh, I, nothing's really new. There's no football to gamble on this week, which has just been an enormous letdown. Wait, wait, have you been gambling on football this year, John? Yeah, John, quite a bit, unfortunately. I'm, and I'm terrible. I, uh, I'm really bad at picking and I get really emotionally attached during games and it, it's been a vicious cycle. This week has been a little refreshing, but I also got, I have an itch. Uh, mm-hmm. but otherwise, but I was going to ask you, John. Our our favorite team, the Patriots, are in the Super Bowl. Your thoughts? A, just f- freaking awesome. But also, you know, what what are you thinking against the Falcons? And let's not get ahead of ourselves. If you've got any thoughts on the Pro Bowl, throw those in as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl predictions first, and then I watched the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge for like half an hour on uh, on Thursday or whatever, and you know, I, I thought it was going to be terrible. It was actually mildly interesting. Like they played dodgeball, and who? Oh, that's amazing. It was basically the AFC team was getting ruined, but then it got down to Ty Hilton was the only guy left against like eight NFC players. And I was watching. I'm like, oh man, could he do this? And they started shrinking the court, but he kept doing like he got a couple of them out and he would just keep catching it because, you know, he's an NFL wide receiver so he could catch the balls and he was doing it, but then eventually got down to four V one and they got him out, which was kind of a bummer. But, uh, what really hurt him was they didn't play by the rule that if you catch one, you get a guy back in. Otherwise. uh, Yeah. The dodgeball, the movie rules that would have, uh, yeah. Two player swing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Redemption, redemption, dodgeball, I believe is what it's called. But the super bowl, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for it. I think, you know, the way I see it is Atlanta's a very good offensive team. They're, they're the best team, period, that we've faced all year. So it's going to be a real test, especially for our defense, which is, you know, pretty – has passed most of the tests this season, but is just sort of unproven against a top-tier quarterback. You know, the best player they best quarterback they faced this year was Russell Wilson, who kind of lit them up at home. It's going to be sweet, sweet justice – when and if they win and we get Tom Brady's MVP, obviously, because the quarterback is always the MVP. I like how that's still a question. Like you vote in the fourth quarter and like 90% of the time it's like the winning team's quarterback. I mean, you need to have a really good game if you don't play quarterback to get MVP. Like, you it? know. Dion Branch had like 10 catches for mm-hmm. and two touchdowns, right? Or something like that. Yeah, and like Von Miller lost you. Peyton didn't get it, right? Correct. No, Von Miller. Last year it was Von Miller, but that was because he had like a he had a sack with a forced fumble that led to a touchdown on that play, and it, also I think he had an interception. So it's like you need to have a ridiculous game if you're a defensive player. I think uh, didn't Antonio Holmes get it uh, when they beat when the Steelers beat the Cardinals too? It's Antonio Holmes. Yeah, because um, yeah. he had the amazing Super Bowl winning catch on the yeah. you know final drive. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I, the line right now is at three, mm-hmm. which I feel like is really low. I thought it would be like six, seven, possibly like five. I guess it doesn't – like three to five, there's not much betting ground there. But I don't know. I think it's interesting. I also think it's going to come down 
sneaky, sneaky bet here. I think it's going to be for like you Super Bowl squares individuals. Super Bowl squares, you guys know what that is? Yeah. yeah. Has now become so much more exciting with difficult extra points. Yeah. A yeah. lot more numbers are in the game, mm-hmm. you know? And that makes, I think, Super Bowl squares a much, much better game. And I've got, I've got a lot of money invested in multiple Super Bowl squares right now. So it's really? going to be great. We kind of have like a gambling issue, John. We're, we'll address that. That's going to be a later episode. I mean, betting on the game makes sense, but yeah, betting on Super Bowl squares where it's pretty much just fluke randomness, John. That's uh, you know. get you do, you do one, and also like how like are you keeping your numbers consistent throughout the squares, or are you basically just spreading yourself out? No, I'm diversifying my portfolio. Yeah, that's a terrible strategy. One of, well, it's like amongst only my, one of those squares is going to win on each of those boards. It's going to be the same square. It's but it's among my work friends, and it was a high buy-in, so it's a big payout. You owe me twenty bucks for the college football pick'em, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know what? That's not that's not for live radio. Anyway, all right. So we're going to end John Galt with our our thunder round. So lightning <laughs> round is that's a really fast questions round. Yeah, and we're we're we like to take it slow here. We're a Saturday morning pod, you know. Count count. It's going to be about five seconds per mile between the question and the answer. That's what we expect. So, yeah. Are- so you got some some thinking time. Okay. <laughs> Our first question is: um, Let's just start at the beginning, I guess. <laughs> um, worst loss. The. 2007 Patriots Super Bowl loss or the American Revolution? Oh, uh, I mean, probably the Super Bowl. The American Revolution, I don't really remember it. None of my ancestors, I mean, maybe my ancestors remember it. I didn't learn about it until I even moved to the United States when I was 10 years old. That so. is a slap in the face on the part of Britain. They don't yeah. teach you, they don't teach about that? They probably would have eventually, but yeah, Super Bowl definitely had more personal at stake with the uh, the Super Bowl loss. I am just uh, intrigued. Yeah, they. I mean, England had a lot of wars going on around that time period, so I'm sure like they just sort of pile it all in with all that other stuff that was going on, and it's sort of a chicken and the egg conversation too, because without the American Revolution, how do you possibly have the Patriots playing the Giants? You know. It could yes. have been like the Tories playing the Giants or something. Right. So worst loss, clearly the American Revolution. All right, that's zero for one. All right, number number two. What's saltier, the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean, John? Um. Well, I didn't know I was going to be quizzed on uh, ocean salinity. I'm going to say the Pacific. Um. Is we'll have our fact checkers get on that later. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually the Atlantic is more salty. But, John, you know, that's fine. It's fine. It's because it it's depends, at a – It depends on how you're measuring. But yeah. It's at a lower – Great radio. Yeah. yeah, it's riveting. All right, number two, uh, what's the opposite of an optical number illusion? Number three also. We're on number three. <laughs> two, 2B, what's the opposite yeah. of an optical illusion? Come on, John. It's the thunder round. These are going to be tough questions in the thunder round. 0 for 2 so far. What's the opposite? I'm just going to say um, vision. like An audio, an audio fact. That would be my guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we'll have our fact checkers on that one. 
Uh, number, what are we on? Five? Four? Can I meet your fact checkers, John? Are you <laughs> no, no, no. They are, are they? Our producers stay in the, in the back room. Um, number four, what happened to the Redwall books, books John? Um, they, I think, as far as I know, they're still in, like, every elementary school, like, reading corner in, you know, North America and Great Britain. That's where, that's the only place I ever saw Redwall books when I was growing up. Did they ever wrap up the series nicely, or did he just say, hey, I fucked, I screwed with all you guys, animals can't talk? (laughs) Yeah, this is all just a big hallucination once, like, when I got high one morning, and, you know, yeah, my mice can't talk. Brian, Brian Scott, Brian something? Brian Jack. Brian Jack. Hey, cl- hey, good on me. That's that was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our last question: What's better, the metric system or the American system? You know, I feel like you want me to say metric, but I I don't really know. Apart from like field event marks in track and field, which are pretty much all done in metric these days, those don't. Re- they metric doesn't really have much of a. It just doesn't. I don't have a context for it. Like, if you know, say someone's six feet me, six feet tall, I know exactly what that means and all that stuff. I, I mean, I'm I, in an ideal world, we probably all metric, but I like the American system because I am just more used to the distances. Keep this in mind: basically, every sport except for track and field is in the American system. Well, basically, every American sport. Yeah. Uh, nah, golf. I think they stay in yards around the world. Uh, yeah. So, boom, smoked. Uh, yeah, I don't know about tennis, but who cares? So, right, right. Um, I don't know. Cricket? Are you a cricket man? Yeah. Um, I don't really know if they do feels, that. Feels like a yard situation to me, John. I bet they're using yards in cricket. I yeah, I don't really know. Because yards is a great way to be like, oh, we're in yards because we're in the backyard. Mm. You know? Mm. Was and, that that was, and that was the thunder round. Well done, guys. <laughs> um, I I think I I'm out of questions unless you've got any questions for us, John Galt. I just wanted to say about your topic on sports gambling, John. I gambled on NFL games in Vegas two times this year. How great is it? It was. It, it definitely makes things more interesting. Like the first time, I lost money, but the second time, I made money, and it was watching. A two, I did a two-team teaser with the Broncos and the Packers, and watching that come to fruition and getting to cash it out, fantastic feeling. Yeah, it's an amazing – it's a rush. It's a real rush. And John yeah. Fisher makes fun of my, my issues all the time. But well, I, here's the that, thing. It's only this, football. It's this only is our football. fourth podcast, and I think you've discussed gambling on football in all four of them. So yeah. it's a very major part of your life. You're doing <laughs> it on the side, sure. But here's the thing. I'm never going to gamble on, like, college basketball. Nah, I feel like you do brackets. Yeah, I do. That that doesn't count though. That doesn't count. But I think also we weren't allowed to gamble in college. If you're a college athlete, you can't gamble. And now I've got the world at my fingertips, you know? Mm. Well gambling sports gambling, some forms of it are still illegal in most states, John. I'm guaranteed the form you're doing is probably illegal. So. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's actually all right, sneaky great great uh tip for gambling if you just want to gamble amongst your friends. You look up the over under, and it's called lightning points. Even though this is a thunder podcast, we'll call it thunder points on this podcast. 
And like you flip a coin and one person gets the under and one gets the over and you assume that Vegas has set it correctly. And then you're starting. So let's say in basketball, you have a 200 points is the over and John Galt has the over and I have the under when I, it's $1 for every point, or you can do whatever five, 10, whatever, you know, your persuasion is those of us with salaries, I guess can do more, but, uh, you start $200 in the hole if you're the over. And so every dollar mm-hmm. you are in one direction is a dollar toward the other person. It's John, a- you definitely have a gambling problem. I think you're going to wake <laughs> up in some like basement <laughs> and ask us to like, you know, bail you out after some horrible bet gone wrong. I will say though, other people with gambling addictions, Michael Jordan, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln? So, Both yeah, both yep. turned out pretty okay, I'd say. Yeah, so I'm in good company. Yeah, well, uh, I think that uh, I think <laughs> wrap up the podcast. Let's end it. Let's end it on a on a gambling note. John, thanks for stopping by and talking to us. My pleasure. It was John. And, it was great having you. Yeah. No. Anytime, boys. We'll look forward to reading about the uh, the Reebok Grand Prix. New Balance indoor Grand Prix. You have New an article up tomorrow on Let's Run, John. Hopefully it should be published by tonight. So whenever people are listening, you can go and check it out if you, I don't know, if you care though. Yeah, and try to get the numbers because if you see your viewers or amount of people that have read the article spike by like 5 to 12, <laughs> that's, that's called the John and John bump. Gotcha. So <laughs> keep an eye out. All right. All right. All right John. 